0: Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I would never do that to you. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday with the professor of NFL Films University, Greg Cosell, set to join us momentarily. Thursday means, yeah, we have a game tonight. And also, we already will be giving away winners tomorrow. Although I'm giving away, hopefully, not one but two Madden codes tonight Make sure you follow at Ross Tucker NFL and you retweet that tweet I put out there because I need a thousand retweets to be able to give out a free Madden code or two free Madden codes, I should say, tonight. We will have a spread the word winner tomorrow. I'm looking for those Spotify raps. Take a screenshot or however you do it. Send it to at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker pod. Pretty easy to win this week. Sponsor confirmation email winner, bunch of good sponsors. First leaf wine. I'm a big fan. ExpressVPN. It's a must when you're traveling. And then the YouTube shout out, YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Just subscribe, make a comment saying, Hey Ross, I really just want the cameo video, whatever it is. I don't care. Or just make a real comment. I don't care. It's a great way for you to get pretty cool gift for somebody for the holidays, me doing a video specifically for them. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Greg, uh, a lot to get to today. feels like this is the case a lot. Most of you know Greg Cosell, 43 years, NFL Films, at Greg Cosell on social media. And I finally figured out after the show last week, there were other coaches recently that I think mentioned Greg, but Brian (laughs) Schottenheimer, who will probably be a coordinator in the league next year. He's a consultant with the Cowboys. He went out of his way to say, you do stuff with Greg Cosell, right? And I said, yeah, he said, boy, I really like that guy. He's an awesome guy. Cause I, cause I knew Greg that I had very recently had a very long conversation with someone
1: about you. So I remembered right after the interview, of course, it's Brian Schottenheimer. Yeah. And I know Shadi pretty well. We've talked a lot of football. So, uh, you know, obviously I don't try I try not to talk to coaches during the season because I know how hard I work so I know how hard they work, but uh, we'll connect again after the season for sure.
0: You know, I took a picture with him and I posted on social media Greg and I said, how many people can you really say changed your life? Like n- not many, right? Like how many people really changed your life? Well, his dad did. You know, his dad number 1 gave me a shot as an undrafted rookie free agent from Prince and number 2 like, actually gave me an opportunity. You know, the next year, Greg, the undrafted free agents with Spurrier, those kids got no reps. They really yeah. didn't have a chance. They really yeah. they really didn't give them an opportunity
1: to make the team. For you know, yeah. No, you're right. I mean, we won't get into all this now, but I could think of two people right off the bat that changed my life from a professional standpoint. So, uh, you know, there's always people like that. You never do well, things I know like, I you know one thing on we've
0: had that conversation.
1: Yeah, if you if you do if you think you're doing things all by yourself then you're totally misguided. Love it. Um you know, I'm curious they they're making it
0: sound like he might even play tonight. It's Raiders Rams, but before we actually get into the game Greg, I specifically wanted to ask you about Baker Mayfield. Yeah. As for his release, released by the Panthers, claimed by the Rams. I guess he's going to be active tonight, might even play. It's pretty wild, actually, when you think about it. You know, he's been a couple places now. You've watched him a lot going back to college. What What is he, Greg? What do you think maybe he could be in the right system with the right coaches?
1: I mean, the guy was the number one overall pick for a reason. And he's a talented thrower of the football, and that shows up every time you watch him. And coaches I've spoken to really talk about his ability to throw a ball that it's pretty high level. And that's the reason he was the number one pick. Um, He's played well in this league. He's had success. Uh, Who knows what happened in Cleveland or in Carolina? That's impossible to know. We're not there. Uh, But I think if he were to play tonight, Ross, You know, I think the way teams do that, there are concepts that are universal in the pass game, and you can have him run those concepts. You put everything on the wristband, and he runs basic concepts. Now, you can run those concepts out of different personnel packages. You can run them out of different formation but it's the concepts and he will understand those concepts because they're universal. And when I say universal, I'm talking about route concepts that everybody runs and that's in everybody's playbook. So you certainly can do that if you choose to.
0: Curious to see what McVay can do for him. Obviously he, he got a lot out of Stafford last year. You know, I had said yesterday, I guess it's getting some attention that I I think Stafford probably has to have as far as I understand it, based on my experience, he has to have an X surgery if he wants to continue his career. So it makes a lot of sense, frankly, for the Rams to claim Baker Mayfield and have him for the next four games and then decide if maybe he's one of their options for next year. If no Stafford question. Would, I mean, there was what? Maybe was, Stafford decides not to have the surgery. It's just right. his
1: life. Right. I mean, you know, he may decide to retire. Look, he's played a long time and he's won a Super Bowl.
0: And made a lot of money. Like, a lot of money. Greg, Raiders-Rams. The other part of this is the Raiders. Oh, yes. They've they've won three in a row. And, man, you know, they got some good players. Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams. It's weird, Greg, that it almost feels like not having Waller and
1: Renfro has helped them. Is there an explanation for that? Well, they have become a team that's very dependent in, in their approach on Josh Jacobs and it's been very successful for them you know Josh McDaniels the head coach he brought the fullback Jacob Johnson with him from New England um, and the reason I mention that is Josh Jacobs far and away has the most runs out of 21 personnel in the league 21 personnel meaning that it's Jacobs and the fullback Johnson of Jacobs' runs this season, Ross, have come out of 21 personnel. That is an exceedingly high number in today's league. And he's averaging six yards a rush on those runs. So Jacobs has looked really, really good. I mean, he's got patience. He's got vision. Um, You know what he does exceptionally well that you have to be able to do in the league to be a really good back? He navigates through confined space. He's got great contact balance and strong finishing traits. To be a really good runner in the NFL, this is not college football with the wide O-line splits and the field stretched out. You have to, in the NFL, be able to run where the bodies are, be inside, between people, and through people. And Josh Jacobs is doing that at a really high level. And then they're able to work the pass game somewhat off that So their offense is kind of working now. And I thought Carr played very well this past week, despite not having great numbers, Ross. I thought he was really patient and poised in the pocket, which he's not always. And I thought he was in this game and made some really good late-in-the-down pocket throws. Just just for the listeners, just so you guys know, okay,
0: and and I think a lot of you know, but when Greg says 21 personnel – the first number is always the number of running backs in the game. So that means two running backs. The second number is the number of tight ends. That's one. And then everybody else is a receiver. And it always adds up to five. Right, right, right. So, right. Um, 21 is two backs, one tight end, two receivers. And one of the reasons why that is successful with them doing it so often is is because a lot of defenses don't see it that often. Run defense is gap assignment football. You know, there's there's a gap between every offensive lineman and the tight end and whatever, and you need a defensive player to be in that gap. Otherwise, that's an open gap for the running back to run it in. Well, when you have a fullback, he's adding a gap on the move in some cases, and a lot of times defenses aren't as good or used to or accustomed to fitting a fullback run or taking on a fullback block at the second level or even third level because they just don't do it that often, which I believe is one of the reasons for Jacob's success. He's also running really
1: well, but I just think that that
0: that's a big part of it.
1: One other point is Mac Hollins is a really, really good blocker as a wide receiver. And I say that because you get filling safeties, you know, safeties that come down from depth to, to fill in the run game and, and add run support. And Mac Hollins is a really good blocker.
0: Let's get to the Bills and the Jets. I'm looking forward to this one. Tell you what, Greg, the Jets are just a different team with Mike White yeah. in terms of moving the football the offensive yardage they're putting up. I mean, they, other than the turnovers in the red zone, boy, they, I thought they were the better team against the Vikings, but you know, the better team is a team that scores more points. What are you seeing from this jets offense from Mike white? I know yesterday on the fantasy feast podcast, Joe Dolan had an amazing stat as it related to Garrett Wilson's production. When it's Zach Wilson starting versus Flacco or Mike white. I mean, when, When Flacco or Mike White start, Garrett Wilson's like a star.
1: Well, he's a very good receiver. He's a terrific route runner. He had one catch this week where you really saw the subtleties, the nuance, the details, how he understands route running, which is not always the case with rookies, but he's one of those guys. But getting back to Mike White, you know, he's played two games, and I've really studied him hard in those two games, Ross, and I think what consistently shows up with White is he has a refined sense of timing in the pocket. He never gets stuck. You know, a lot of times you see quarterbacks drop back and they get stuck. You see them, they, they don't throw the ball. And and then the ones that can move obviously can run around and make a play. White, while he's not immobile, is certainly not going to be a second reaction big-time quarterback. But you don't see him get stuck in the pocket. The ball comes out somewhere. He has a feel for where to throw the football uh, based on his route concepts relative to the coverage. Uh, and he's been pretty accurate. Uh, so the, the offense has a, a rhythmic feel to it in the past game. And he's made some very, very good throws. I've been trying to really analyze in my mind what he is. Obviously, the sample size is not large enough to make a definitive statement about Mike White. But I think he's played well in two games and showed very positive traits. We often too get caught up too much in, we all do when we evaluate quarterbacks, in big arm and and speed and obviously that's not mike white you're not going to say wow he's got a gun or man he's fast you know that's not who he is but he plays with a refined sense of timing from the pocket he knows where to go with the football he's pretty accurate those are quarterback traits as well well while we're talking about quarterbacks like that greg i want to make sure
0: we get to the bucks and the niners because of the big news out of san francisco Looks like Jimmy Garoppolo's lost for the season. Brock Purdy. I don't remember, Greg. You know, you and I, and hopefully people know, we do a draft series before the draft for a couple months where we go position by position, and Greg has notes on the players that he's watched. I don't remember if we even talked about Brock Purdy. We might have, Greg. I don't know. I guess I'm curious, what were your thoughts about him in college and then what were your thoughts about him in, in his first action for the
1: Niners? Well, look, there's a reason he was the last pick in the draft. Because, you know, he was a 40-year starter at Iowa State. He did play 46 games as a starter. So he played a lot of college football. But, you know, he's one of those guys that he has average arm strength. Um, he's tends to be streaky with his accuracy. Uh, he does move well, so he was not re- and, and he's not physically imposing. So he was not seen as a really good prospect. Um, I will say this. when he came in this game and I saw it on TV and then I watched the tape, you could see that he was comfortable. It wasn't too fast for him. Um, he's a timing rhythm player. When he, when he finds his rhythm, he's one of these guys, when he finds his rhythm and you can see the confidence grow, he will turn it loose and make throws. Now, that's a positive and a negative, Ross, because he's not that gifted a thrower overall to say, wow, he's just going to start making throws. You know, Joe Burrow is like that, too. Joe Burrow is obviously far more consistent, but Joe Burrow is a super confident thrower, and he just turns it loose, but he's just a better thrower. Um, so I, I. Purdy's in a very good situation because we know that offense with... What they do with their the run game, which needs to get better, by the way, but with the run game, their use of personnel, it almost seems like McCaffrey and Samuel have become interchangeable pieces in their offense in the way they are deployed. But that offense presents defined reads and throws. But I also thought Purdy did a really good job last week in a difficult situation against a defense with the Dolphins that shows a lot of pressure looks and makes it difficult to know who's coming who's not coming, who's going to drop, who's not going to drop. And I thought he made a couple of big third-down throws where he understood exactly what he was seeing.
0: What about, Greg, some other games I want to make sure we try to touch on here.
1: Vikings-Lions is interesting to me. Lions have won four out of five, Ross. And the one loss was Buffalo on Thanksgiving, and clearly they were right in that game being super competitive. I think that Jared Goff, who we've come to just, in most people's minds, just disregard, is playing at a pretty high level. Um, They are a phenomenal play-action offense, Um, and and they're conventional play-action, meaning he is under center. He's had 130 play-action dropbacks this year. 100 of them have come under center. So it's conventional play action where they max protect. You're very familiar with this, Ross. Teams do this. They max protect. They they block with six or seven. At times they do it with an, an extra offensive lineman. So they do it with six offensive linemen and they are super efficient. Goff has always been a very clean, pure thrower of the football. And if he's comfortable and secure in the pocket, he knows where to go. He's accurate, and it comes out nicely. And they, their offense has had a very nice look and feel to it over the last month or more. And Goff's playing pretty well.
0: Yeah, it certainly seems like it. Amon Ross, St. Brown, DeAndre Swift—they got some nice young pieces too. And and Jamison Williams is coming
1: back. It's yeah. kind of uh, exciting if you're a Lions fan. Yeah, for what they're, they're building there. Williams will get more snaps this week in the offense. He only played seven or eight last week and was targeted once. That was just, I'm sure, to get him back, you know, getting a feel for playing football. But now you add that speed and explosiveness because that is what he is. I mean, he was the most explosive receiver coming out of college football this past year. And if if he's back, even if he doesn't get a lot of targets, just the fact that you can you know, do the play action stuff, the shot play stuff and have him be a vertical dimension that impacts how secondaries have to react.
0: Greg, what are we looking for in a key NFC East matchup between the Giants and the Eagles? What interests you there? I think I'm curious about Daniel Jones running a little bit in this one.
1: I would say that they need to do that and and both by design and I think I think with Daniel Jones, it wouldn't surprise me if they tell him at times, hey, if you drop back and see Elaine go, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they they tell him to do that. Um, But I think the other side to me, Ross, is really interesting because of Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale has been doing this a long time in the NFL as a defensive coach slash coordinator, and he has kind of a template. He blitzes a lot, uh, and he plays a lot of man. But the thing is, is he plays with a lot of DBs. They played 21 snaps last week, for the second time this year, by the way, in which they played 21 snaps, with seven defensive backs. Nobody does that because he wants speed. He's really good with showing overload fronts and force the offense to have to protect versus the overload and then come with pressure from the other side. So he breaks down your protections. I'm really curious how he decides to attack Jalen Hurts because obviously we know Jalen Hurts can move. And that factor is always in play. You may feel that you have a great defensive scheme and you actually win in terms of breaking down the protection, but you've got to make sure that you get Jalen Hurts on the ground and that he doesn't break the pocket and run for 25 yards as we've seen him do. But the Eagles, they've shown, Ross, that they can play multiple ways on offense depending on the week and win. You know, two weeks ago, the run game, 350 yards. Last week, no run game. But Hertz throws for 380, so they can win multiple ways, and their offense has become kind of complete.
0: Last one I wanted to get your uh, pick your brain on, Greg, is Dolphins and the Chargers. Dolphins kind of got it handed to them by the Niners. Chargers, I feel like, I don't know, Greg. This is like they play the same season every year. They play the same game every week. They're uh, they got
1: to be a tough team to be a fan of. Uh, well, this was a game, you know, obviously the Dolphins played against one of the best defenses in the NFL uh, in, in San Francisco last week. And after that first play of the game, which was a bust by the 49ers coverage, they, they struggled a little bit. I mean, Tua still made some throws, but, and two is a very quick twitch player. His drop has said his delivery ball comes out. That's who they are in the past game. But even with that, I thought last week he just rushed himself. Now, I can't say it was because of the defense. Maybe it was. Maybe it was just one of those games. But he played a little fast last week and he missed throws that he normally makes with poor ball location. And it wasn't like he was scatter shot and you went, Oh my God, that's awful but he missed throws because his game is built on precise ball location. When he's on, he's one of those guys that puts the ball exactly where it needs to be. And I'm not just talking about throwing to a receiver. I'm talking about ball precise location. And he was not that guy last week. He missed some throws. So we'll see, you know, the chargers, their defense is kind of up and down at times. They look like they're pretty good. Other times it looks like they can't stop the run at all. Now, Surprisingly, the Dolphins under Mike McDaniel have not run the ball with the volume that I guess I thought they would have because their pass game has been so efficient and explosive. So we'll see. This could be a comeback game for Tua and the Dolphins. We'll see. I would
0: imagine that it is. Um, they certainly need it to be. And the Chargers defense leaves a lot to be desired. Thank you so much, Greg. As always, at Greg Cosell on social. Excellent, excellent stuff. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Ross. Speaking of excellent, excellent stuff, you guys need to check out First Leaf. It's not fun to try to figure out the right wine for holiday dinners, family gatherings. You don't know what to get people for gifts. I do. Do the same thing my wife and I have done. First Leaf. First of all, you can sample over 10,000 wines a year. That's how they do it which is amazing. What I love though, is when you get the wine and my wife and I have done this, you get the wine, you try it. And then you answer questions about whether or not you liked it. And actually, even before you even start, you go through this list of like five questions. And I did this and you go through and you say, no, I don't like that taste. Yes, I do like this taste. Like my wife and I, we like New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. That's her favorite. And so I enjoy them as well. So that's what they sent us. They sent us wines that are like that. Delicious. And by the way, you get to try them, you keep getting better ones. And also, it's a good gift to give somebody, especially this time. You're going to a holiday party. Have an awesome wine. Sign up today and get and you'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. So you get the six bottles. Maybe try four of them. Take two for holiday gifts. I love it. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash Tucker. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash Tucker to get your first six bottles for thirty nine ninety five plus free shipping. Tryfirstleaf.com slash Tucker. Tuck takes All right, else we'll start with huge news out of Buffalo. Ed Rusher Von Miller had to get surgery to repair a torn ACL and is done for the year. Really stinks. You know, they initially thought that perhaps it was just this lateral meniscus thing or whatever. I got to tell you, Dr. Chow, Pro Football Doc, Sports Injury Central, they were all over this one. They said it looked like a torn ACL on Thanksgiving, and they came out with the lateral meniscus, Dr. Chow was a little bit confused by that one. This is all just on video, by the way. Then they said, well, he's going to try to play against the Jets and wear a knee brace after 7 to 10 days when the swelling goes down. Well, the knee brace doesn't really help the lateral meniscus. And then they had to go in and look at it, and he tore his ACL. And huge, huge loss for the Bills because he was a difference-making player, especially late in games. He is a clutch, clutch rusher. And it just stinks. It's part of football. It stinks. Niners lose Jimmy G. Bills lose Von Miller. Unfortunately, it's part of it. Tux takes. A couple guys came off IR to practice in the NFC East for Austin. Cowboys left tackle Tyron Smith and Eagles cornerback Avante Maddox. This is the other side of it, right? You have teams that are losing guys, and that's not good. You got teams that are already really good. Cowboys are a really good team. Now they get Tyron Smith back. Eagles get their nickel back. back. Avante Maddox. That's like right now the rich getting richer. Tux takes. Other news includes the Texans go back to Davis Mills as their starting quarterback, and Saints running back Mark Ingram is lost for the season with a torn MCL. So, I guess the Texans just wanted to have some type of, like, experiment to see if maybe things would be better with a different quarterback. And maybe what was going on was, in large part, because of the quarterback. It clearly, based on a couple games with Kyle Allen, was not. Clearly was not. As for Mark Ingram, everybody was talking about the play where he went out of bounds, you know, a yard short of the first down. And rightfully so, guys play with a torn MCL. Guy's out four to six weeks. There's only five weeks left in the season. I mean, it's it's wild that he was even playing on that. I tore an MCL once, actually twice. I had a grade three and a grade two. Can't imagine being a running back running around with that thing. Um, not good. Not good at all. Speaking of not good, by the way, Jack, it is not good for people to be in an airport, in a hotel, on a plane and not having a VPN. Every time you go online without ExpressVPN, your provider, whether it's AT&T, Verizon, whatever, they log every single website that you visit. And that includes all the sites you visit in incognito mode. They still know. So I'm done. I'm done giving it to my internet service provider. I always use ExpressVPN now. Why not? Couldn't be easier. You just fire up the ExpressVPN on any of your devices, phone, laptop, whatever, literally tap one button, and you're in. You've given enough to your internet service provider this year. It's time for you to start taking. Take back your internet privacy today with the VPN rated number one by TechRadar and Mashable. Visit ExpressVPN dot com slash tucker and get three extra months of expressvpn for free. That's expressvpn.com slash tucker. Expressvpn.com slash tucker to learn more. Tuck takes Got a game tonight as well, Ross, and it's Raiders at the Rams. Who do you think wins and why? Well I don't know how you wouldn't go with the Raiders in this game. Uh they've won three in a row. They're playing well Aaron Donald already ruled out for the Rams. Obviously, that's a sizable loss when they don't have him. The Rams, it will be fascinating if Baker Mayfield plays tonight. And frankly, be a real bad look on some level for practice. For coaches that like to have their guys practice. If Baker Mayfield comes out after one walkthrough on Wednesday, and is able to play at a really high level tonight. If he, in fact, plays, that would be wild. I, I kind of want to see it. It'll make the game more entertaining. And it sure as heck sounds like he'll start the next game, which I'm calling Monday Night Football with Kevin Harlan in, I guess, 10 days in Green Bay. So looking forward to it. I don't know. I, I think the Raiders win. Hard to tell what we're going to get from the Rams in this one. I'll call it like mm, 24-13 Raiders. Maybe the Rams score more than that. Maybe it's 24-20. Kind of trying to give the Rams a benefit of the doubt, I guess. I like root for close games this time of year. We'll see. Um, But I certainly have the Raiders winning the game. Something like in the low to mid-20s against the high teens in that range. I also root to have a beer while I drink, while I watch the games. And I don't mean root beer. I mean Labatt Blue. It's so good. There's no better way to watch Thursday night football or your team or listen to me on the Army-Navy game than with the pristine Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt Blue light in your hand. There just isn't. Stock up and be the MVP of your tailgate. And share a Labatt on game day with your crew. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer. Labatt USA. Buffalo. New York. We do have some shout outs to give out. Uh, Jack, first of all, the first shout out is just the other shows. Both Fantasy Feast episodes are posted. Even money. College draft. I love when you guys check out one of the other shows and tell me what you think of it. I'd actually be curious to know what's your second favorite show other than the Ross Tucker football podcast. Maybe that's what we'll do next week for the spread the word. Maybe you'll have to email me your second favorite show. I don't know. Figure it out. I do know. Big fan of Pizza Boy Brewing. I'll be there soon. Sportaculture. HumanHeadNYC.com. steakhouseports.com, Go-Bangles.com. Evergreen Economics. Vision Comics with an X backofficescheduler.com and the single greatest gift you can get anybody for any reason myfrontpagestory.com have you gotten it yet for your significant other your dad, your mom, sibling have you gotten this story a colleague, someone that really deserves something special you should, myfrontpagestory.com picks Friday tomorrow I think we're done here thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker football podcast